Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. My name's Chris, I'm here with Alan. Hello. That's Alan. And this is our podcast, it's about wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go to wrestling shows and we drive home and we talk about the wrestling shows. That we've been to. That we've been to. So, I guess we should do that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel alright. It's um, it's very late. It's cold in here as well, Um, isn't it? it, Yeah, it's it's cold, I'm I'm a bit tired, Mm. I'm a bit hungry. I'm like an mm. orphan, like an urchin. I just gave you one segment of Terry's Chocolate Orange. Well, you I mean, I'm, satisfied? I'm grateful for that, but yeah. it wasn't a popping handy one. No. no. I, yeah. ate my, I ate cold chips on the way home. That's right, I've got cold chips waiting for me. Oh, that would be a... Yeah, I might put them in a sandwich. Great treat. Um, it is currently 1.05am on a Sunday morning. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused when, like, it's like the wee small hours yeah like what day is it like is it still friday night or is it now saturday morning i mean technically it's saturday morning but i still yeah. think it's friday well, night the japanese have a a way of doing this yeah. so like let's say that we were live and we were due to come on at five past one yeah um in the listings in japan we would be down as being on at, at friday at twenty five oh five. Uh, they're bloody cracked in here, don't they? No, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there is, I can see the logic Yeah. still. When when are you on? Yeah but, then where, yeah, but where do you stop? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you go all the way up to like, oh, what time have you got work tomorrow? Oh, well, no, I've got work today at 32 o'clock. I think, I think 4.30. No entry after 4.30. No, okay. Weird. <laughs> Weird thing to say. Um, okay, so as um, you may have guessed, it is late at night, which mean can mean only one thing, actually. It can mean many things. Um, but in this instance, it means that we've been to Fight Club Pro yeah. in Wolverhampton yeah, um, to witness the 2019 edition of the Infinity Tournament. 2018! <laughs> You're all over the place. I really you am. Think it's Sunday. You well, think no, because it's because I started booking holiday for next year already. Yeah, so I'm already looking at my calendar for 2019. I mean, there's nothing to say that next year's Infinity won't be exactly the same. No, that's true. So we could have. And witnessed. you know, when you're thinking about Infinity in terms of time, yeah. who's to know when it starts and who's to know when it finishes? Exactly. Time is all over the place. Time is a flat circle. Time is a Jeremy Baremy mm. of a thing. Yes, it really is. <laughs> Which you won't get because that's no. a reference on uh, the good place that you haven't watched yet. Oh uh, right, yeah, that's that's really um, good of you to to drop that in. Yeah, I'm I'm going to the bad place. Yeah, that. definitely you are. Yeah, Infinity 2018, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Well, okay. I, I, that's the end of the podcast. Then, <laughs> um, shall we do that thing we do? What's that then? Um, this is progress. No, that's not the thing we do. <laughs> Um, unless asked to do that thing by yeah, prompted. Um, let's do love the graps and not my graps. Oh, that thing. Yeah. 
So we'll do a few things that we liked. Yeah. What's that called? Love the crap. Come on, come on, play along. And a few things that we liked not as much or maybe didn't like at all. Not my graps. Not my graps. LTG NMG. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, this is the first time we've done one of these quite late at night for a while, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, let's let's um before we dive into that, let's talk about that then, because this is the first time we've done Fight Club Pro together, or we've done so we've done a podcast about yeah. Fight Club Pro since what June. June? Yeah, late June. Um, I haven't been to a Fight Club Pro show since June. No. Um, despite being a season ticket holder, I think I had to give up my tickets t- on two occasions. Yeah, July. Um, I was on holiday. Yeah, and you can't really get there without no, me. No, was it was wasn't it a wedding in July? Oh yeah, July was uh, my sister's wedding. Yeah, um, August uh, was end of the road. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because it was late August, early September, wasn't it? And you were at end of the road, so I went with my young boy. Yeah, um, and then October it was Project May or September, September, the, the end of September. Was Project Mayhem. So it wasn't included in the season ticket. No, and you were uh, busy. Yeah. Uh, I ended up going on the Saturday night. Um, didn't yeah. go the Friday night. So, missed the death house. So last that. time I was there, I was excited to see what would happen on the next show when Dunkzilla Mark Davis would get his own back on his former Aussie Open teammate, Kyle Fletcher, after Kyle Fletcher had turned on him and struck him with a steel chair. It's weird how things play out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you'd gone back the next month, um, you would have yeah, we been completely there. retconned. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah, it was all a ruse, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I love getting hit by a chair as part of a ruse. Yeah. I like to think it wasn't a ruse. I like to think that over that month, a series of uh, telegrams yeah. uh, and uh, telephone calls. Why did you do place it? through the operator? Why did you do it, Kyle? Yeah. Why did you do it to me? You want to come over to the Schadenfreude, mate? Oh, oh, I'm not so sure. Not after you hit me with a chair. Mate, Walter's on Schadenfreude. We oh. don't know why, but it, it's really working that he's what on our side. What do you mean you don't know why I'm on Schadenfreude? What's your beef with Martin Zaki, mate? I'm a very big man, aren't I? I like to hit people with my hands, uh, and I like to kick them with my feet <laughs> it's terrible yeah. absolutely <laughs> terrible um so yeah so things happened yeah um so a lot yeah a lot's happened um, yeah i mean you know what's happened. no i know i've been yeah. following it along but it's just it's weird to sort of step away from a few shows yeah and have the lands the landscape change completely to the point where the baddie group um are putting on their own shows now yeah um, in November, the Schadenfreude yeah. group, um, led ostensibly by Chris Brooks, yeah, um, are promoting their own show. Yeah, it's N- NWO sold out. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, which yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, was the beginning of the end for NWO. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens, won't yeah. we? So let's let's do the the love the graps, not my yeah. graps. You mentioned it's your first show for a while. Let's jump jump straight in. Mm. New venue is a new venue. Yeah, so first, love the graps, the hangar. Yeah, so, I mean, Fight Club Pro, um, 
are in a new home, uh, the hangar, which is just around the corner from their old home. Yeah. The Star Star Wars Chocolate Starworks and Hot Dog yeah. flavored warehouse. Same, same rundown area of Wolverhampton. Yeah. Very similar in terms of style presentation. Um, uh, it was good. It's a good. It's a good venue. It's slightly smaller yeah. than the Starworks. Well, it's probably a better significantly shape. smaller. Yeah. Actually, I mean the problem um, with the Starworks. We like the Starworks yeah. a lot. Um, and in in fact, its its biggest plus was probably also its biggest minus, in that it was such a versatile shape that it was never the same from month to month. Yeah. And there was always a bit of empty space not being filled by anything, yeah. which was fun when they did the original Death House because, you know, that empty space was suddenly filled by something amazing. Um, but mostly it was just a lot of empty space. Yeah. Whereas the new place, there isn't any empty space. Uh, it's a more square shape. So the ring's in the middle. Everything's around the ring. Yeah, um, The space is, is filled, but not to a point where it feels kind of fiction levels of crowded yeah the room seems to focus down towards the entrance yep like that takes up the whole of one end of the room yeah um yeah i feel like and it's lit well yeah um i feel like it really works i had the one criticism of it in that i think they need a better sound system yeah, possibly. Um, but somebody said, you know, it's, it's very new as a venue, so yeah. maybe they will upgrade it. But if you're running that as an events place, I don't know whether it isn't supposed to be a nightclub as well. feels like that's the sort of thing that you would do in there. Yeah. Um, you I need mean, a I, better I don't know the story. Um, kind, of, kind of patching together various bits that I've heard that it was kind of a new venture by the guy who used to own the Starworks and Fight Club Pro needed it up and running fairly quickly. Right. Um, so whether it's been kind of pressed into action quicker than it, it should have been because yeah. of what happened with the Starworks. I mean, I don't know. Um, I think it's obviously, uh, I think one of the, the bits and pieces I've heard, and if anyone for Fight Club Pro is listening and wants to kind of correct me on this, I think Fight Club Pro have an interest in it. Right. Um, what, Whereas at Starworks, they were just kind of, they were tenants. Yeah. Um, so I think they might have a, a kind of a, a stake in it. So I think they will kind of, it will get better. Yeah. Um, bit weird, still got the to let signs outside. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes I guess you move it, into yeah. a place and the um, agents don't come around to take the no. signs down for a while. So. Um, but yeah, and the, I think they listened to some criticism at the last show about the merch. Um that it was kind of crowded in a uh, in an area, um, and I think they they've taken the toilets out into the the foyer. <laughs> we'll call right. it the foyer, um, whereas before they were in there, oh, okay. so taking up a bit of space. So it's a bit more roomy. So they are they are working on it, um, and yeah, I'm quite excited about it. It's you know they've struck gold again. Yeah, found a really nice venue again. Yeah, which as anybody who's been on the group lately will know. Um, venues uh can be a bit difficult to find yeah they're a big part of the experience and you know i think this one suits yeah them again yeah really worked what else did you like today i really like the storytelling okay um, two bits in particular mm -hmm. um and that being the uh first half main event and the second half main event um, um first main half events. main event 
uh, was an Infinity Tournament qualifying match. Yeah. Uh, which, as you pointed out, if the four matches in the first half were the qualifiers for the Infinity Tournament, yeah. then the Infinity Tournament was just one match. Yeah. Um, so It's being pit- picky, semantically, but also, let's let's be correct. Yeah. Words they are have part, power. They are part of the tournament. They are not qualifiers yeah. for the tournament. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the first half main event was the the, uh, the first round match. Yeah. Um, of Tyler Bate, Carl Fletcher. Um, I think it had been going a few minutes, and you said we, we've seen this match recently. Yeah, they had a singles match at the Diamond Banqueting Suite for World Warriors. Yeah, was that the show? Yeah, the one where Loki won an issue. Yeah, one with Loki in a dirty shirt. Yeah, um, and. It was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, it was just a match. Yeah, and it was kind of the 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 opening bits of this as well were were kind of just a match, and it was kind of did we really need to see this again? Yeah. Um, what are they doing? But then it kicked into a higher gear, and they told a really really good story with the aid of Carl Fletcher's Schadenfreude teammates, and we'll talk about that maybe in a moment. Yeah. Um. But it really felt like a big match. Lots of shenanigans. Yeah. Um, Tyler Bate is having some great matches in Fight Club Pro lately. Yeah. Um, and elsewhere. With lots of different opponents. Yeah. And elsewhere as well. Um, and it's he's, he's almost kind of stepped into um, the, the role that Travis Banks was playing there before. Yeah. Um, in that he's the one having the, the kind of the big singles matches and the the crowd are, are really getting behind and i was thinking this during the the previous match um to this which was trent seven and mark davis and that the 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 likes of of trent seven and tyler bait particularly trent seven but also tyler bait as well um they are the big names in wwe uk yeah uh, along with with your pete duns um but there's only a certain amount of mileage in that. And they need to have matches that mean things to remind you why they're the, the guys mm. that are, were picked up by WWE and have been placed at the top. Yeah. And um, I felt that Trent had one of those matches tonight. Yeah, that was a really fun match with um, him and Mark Davis. You know, it wasn't comedy Trent. It was Trent really going for it and reminding us that he is like one of the the, the toppermost guys yeah. in the UK. And Tyler is on a run of doing those kind of things because yeah. I think he did get lost a bit. I'll tell you what, just to, to sort of as an aside there, I wonder whether the last time we saw Trent have a match like that in Fight Club, and maybe I'm completely off base here, was two years ago against Trav in the Infinity yeah, Final. you could be right. Because, um, you know, that was shortly before the... British Strong Style Trios tour kind of kicked off in earnest. Um, And uh, yeah, like that that was really one of Trent's like strong points Mm. was having those sort of, I mean, a little bit no-selly Strong Style matches. And that's what he gave us tonight. Yeah. I mean, we saw one uh, at the beginning of this year 
kind of. I mean, it had a little bit of comedy in it, but again, it was nice to see main main event Trent again against mm. Zack Sabre Jr. at Kamikaze. Yeah, I, that I, I, um, I was kind of qualified. But they are kind of Fight Club. Pro. Yeah, they, they are hen's teeth. Yeah, um, and I think there was a danger of of that happening with Tyler as well. But he is on this run now yeah. of these singles matches, which are just you know incredible. Yeah. And the story they told was was just amazing and then in the main event as well the storytelling there um was equally good but in a slightly different way in that it got the crowd wholly behind someone you wouldn't have expected them to get behind um in that speedball mike bailey uh became the 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 great hope of yeah. all those fans in there. Of the eight people announced for the tournament, I think he was the sort of eighth place. Yeah. In terms of like who you actually thought might win the whole And that's thing. not to say that he's not popular. No. Um he is very popular. He's very able. Um since he he's been to DDT and they fixed him. Um I've really <laughs> enjoyed his work. Uh people pop for his music, yeah. they pop for his moves. But um, Infinity is very much a sort of Homer Yeah. Um, tournament isn't it it's, yeah. it's kind of Fight Club Pro um, originals or you yeah, know Fight of. Club Pro regulars who yeah and that. and I think he's been at Fight Club Pro once before maybe, maybe twice a couple of times um, you know he's not the regular guy that you would expect you you wouldn't be certain he'd be on the next show so you've always got kind of that little bit of, of cognitive dissonance there of yeah. like this guy cannot win this but the way they told the story of that match, um, the crowd did really get behind Speedwell Mike Bailey and really, really yeah, wanted him to win. Definitely, and it did remind me of the two years ago, the Travis Banks um, going for the title. Yeah, um, and you know when he won the Infinity against Trent Seven, the crowd really got behind him yeah. against Trent Seven, who was the you know, Mr. Fight Club Pro at the time. Yeah. Uh, but the crowd got behind the like the underdog. And I think there was a, a, a certain bit of that tonight. And I think it, it really, really worked. Well, I think a big part of that probably brings us on to our third uh, Love the Graps is, mm-hmm. is because of the opponent that he was facing and yep. the team that he represented. So he was, um, you know, the Infinity Tournament came down to... Um, uh, Mike Bailey and Mark Davis. Uh, Mark Davis representing Schadenfreude, yeah. the um, the big bad um, villainous stable mm. that has taken over Fight Club Pro. And this is the first time I've seen them in earnest. Um, I saw the sort of nascent um, formation mm-hmm. um, with Lycos and Brooks and Walter and Carl Fletcher. Uh, joining up with them but at this point they've grown um, to include Mark Davis and uh, Timothy Thatcher and they are kind of running roughshod over Fight Club Pro yeah Um, and tonight to the point where there was quite a big sort of um, angle with them having disrupted a six-way scramble which Mm was it a scramble i don't even know whether that qualifies as a scramble why are they starting on the outside it yeah became th- a scramble didn't it yeah i think a scramble has to have everybody in from the, yeah. the beginning um and you know manufacturing a situation which meant that kyle fletcher took tyler bates place 
in the uh, in the Infinity Tournament. But I think on the whole, really, really impressed with this group yeah. and the story that they're telling with this group. Yeah. Um, at the show, I want to boo them. At the show, I need them to know that I do I do not like them yeah. one bit. But I am quietly happy with the direction in terms of a story yeah. and a narrative that I want to follow. I I love stables. Um, love factions. You just love the smell of horses, don't yeah. you? Um, but they're quite difficult to do. Yeah. And traditionally, uh, at least in the kind of the, the recent history, the UK has not done very well no. with putting stables together. There's two major issues, isn't there, I think? Like, either you run it into the ground and, like, they beat everyone and there's yeah. nobody left and you've not really achieved anything, mm-hmm. or they're ineffectual and they kind of look like bozos. Yeah. Um, whereas I think Schadenfreude, they, they've kept the interest. I mean, the way they came together in the beginning was a bit weird. Um, as we've kind of riffed, Walter joining was, was a yeah. bit odd. But I've got over that now. Um, I'm still not sure he would be friends with Chris Brooks. No. But then no. I don't understand why anybody would be friends with Chris no, he's Brooks. horrible. Really horrible. One of the worst. Yeah. Um, the The reason I think it works is because, unlike a lot of other stables recently, yeah. um, you've got some heavy hitters in there. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Chris Brooks, who... While I wouldn't say uh, he's very top tier um, Fight Club Pro in terms of of their history, he's certainly very, very near that. Yeah. So he's a heavy hitter, former Fight Club Pro champion. Yep. Um, You've got Walter and Timothy Thatcher, who are internationally recognised as big names. And Walter's possibly the, you know, outside of the WWE characters, possibly the biggest star in Europe right now. Yeah. Yeah, one of the hottest free agents, Yeah, you would say. I mean, I think everybody would I like him. I don't know him. whether you've heard of a little fella named Pack. Oh, that's a terrible yeah. name, isn't it? it? really is a terrible yeah. name. Um, he had a chance should, to come back. They should call him X Neville. X Neville. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you got that. Uh, Lycos is, is Lycos. Yeah. You know, he's hurt at the moment, so he's, he's the mouthpiece. I wouldn't be surprised to see him host... Well, the, I think he is down to host it, yeah. Show. I think it says it on the poster. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then they've added Aussie Open, um, who have spent like the past year building themselves up to be one of the top tag teams in, yeah. in the country. So everybody in that group means something. Yeah. Um, and particularly in Fight Club Pro, it's it's five guys and Lycos, who's de, de facto manager yeah. at the moment. It's a... Sorry, Karen. Who, who are really... Yeah. Big names. And they've actually gone to some length since the formation of Schadenfreude to sort of put Davis and Fletcher in single situations yep. as well. So whilst you've actually got three quite prominent tag teams in there, none of them are really being sort of pushed as tag teams right now. Hmm. Um, so you've got six individuals who kind of in their own rights a singles competitors of some merit. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like, I think the big thing is that all of them seem like a threat on their own. Yeah. But collectively, it's kind of, they are a sort of dominating force. Yeah. And at the moment, it's kind of, 
a bit of a back and forth between them and the powers that be, mm-hmm. uh, namely Martin Zaki in yeah. Fight Club Pro, to sort of try and keep them from ruining everything. And they yeah. kind of ruined the show tonight. Like yeah. In, in a sort of entertaining wrestling way. Yeah. By sort of imposing their will and, and getting what they wanted, but then kind of got chased off. Yeah. And um, I mean, it, it's classic stable storytelling. Yeah. Um, in the at the moment, Schadenfreude are on the rise, and part of that is because they are united. Um, they all have like one single aim. That aim seems to be to ruin Fight Club Pro. Yeah, fair enough. Um, perhaps they want to take over, which might be why they're doing the Schadenfreude show. Yeah. Although a lot of paperwork, lads. I can't wait until they get some spray paint and they spray yeah. paint the word Schadenfreude um, across somebody's chest. But what they're finding at the moment is that. There's no concrete opposition to them. And yeah, at Project Mayhem night one, you had Trent, Tyler and Pete and Millie uh, kind of standing up against them. Um, but tonight, where was Pete? When they had did the thing at the end, where was Millie? Um, again, where was El Fantasmo when all the baby faces came at the end? So like Fight Club Pro haven't got their shit together yet. Mm. to oppose Schadenfreude. Yeah. So Schadenfreude are able to to kind of run roughshod. Um, and I'm quite enjoying it. And um, the season ticket that we have doesn't cover the Schadenfreude show um, on December the 1st. No. But when they announced it, I messaged you straight away and went, we should go to this, you know, because what they're doing is, you know, really quite cool. And yeah, we're going. So, you know, yeah. well done, lads. Well done. I don't know. I can't cheer them, though. Oh, no. No, if you cheer them, you are a terrible person. Yeah. Um, they are selling merch, though. So that's that's the thing. Um, maybe what needs to be done is there needs to be a Schadenfreude section mm. of the, the, the hall. Ugh, no. And Can you, you put... imagine yeah. the dirt bags in that group? Wow. I can't wait until um, Schadenfreude Latino division comes out so that we can get that and Schadenfreude wolf pack. Yeah. Um and well, that'll then, be that'll be like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With with Golf Wang yeah. and Chris Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for it. Yeah. Let's do it. Um okay, well let's move on to some not my grabs and a few things, a couple of them actually um related directly to Schadenfreude. Yeah. And the sort of portrayal of them and and what they mean to the show. Um, I think firstly, there was one match too many on this card. Yeah. Um, the show went to just before half past 11. Yeah. So three and a half hour show. Not the latest show no. I've ever been to. Um, two Fight intervals, um, yeah. which again, we've talked about. Um, but it just felt like there was one match too many yeah. on the show. Uh, and I think that match might have been the one that had the Schadenfreude guys against Omari and the Hunter Brothers. Yeah. Um, they came out and did the, the the great angle where they, they seemed to have broken Tyler Bates' arm and then were threatening to break his neck Yeah. Um, if Zaki didn't give them what they wanted. Um, and then Zaki did give them what they wanted, but then also made them have a match. Yeah. Um, and the match was fine. You well, know. There's, there's one notable thing about the match. Yeah. Um, 
So Omari came out to back up Martin Zaki. Yeah, I was ready for a turn. Yeah, standing behind him, all yeah. ominous like. It felt like one of those situations where it's like, oh no, Omari, what have you done? But that didn't happen. But Martin Zaki said, I've got a couple of lads backstage that really want to fight as well. And everybody's like, oh, a couple of lads backstage. Oh, no, what has Martin yeah. Zaki been up to? Yeah. Um, and then the Hunter Brothers music hit, and the Hunter Brothers came out. Massive the pop. The biggest <laughs> pop that I've heard in quite it's some time. Incredible. I mean, people love the Hunter Brothers, but yeah. fuck me. Yeah. It was, it was so weird. Like, I mean, I was well on board with the pop, but I was also kind of going, the Hunter Brothers. <laughs> um, and then, so you had the Hunter Brothers and Omari against Brooks and the two ring camp fellas. Yeah. And, like, the match in the most part was perfectly functional. Yeah. Um, but the way the show was sort of set out with the tournament um and the they'd kind of just done the big angle with the other non-tournament match mm. um and, and i understand like you've got walter and timothy thatcher on the card like you've you yeah. brought them in so you want to you want to be using them i almost feel like walter and timothy thatcher against the hunter brothers might have been a better match mm. here because i think it would have had a bit more of a sort of like first time feel yeah do you know what i mean like as a tag match like two prominent tag teams going at it by by having brooks and then omari also added to it kind of i'm not sure what i'm getting at like it feels like it's not a special match it's like a filler match where you're just trying to get a bunch of guys in um and that's what this kind of felt like yeah exactly felt like i mean also i'm no offense to the hunter brothers and omari but it also felt a bit unbalanced. They didn't feel like they were a threat no. to Schadenfreude. Um, because, as we've just explained, Schadenfreude are these heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, and as much as you could say, well, you know, the Hunter Brothers are a great tag team. Fucking ring camp. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah. yeah it's 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 different levels. Um, so, yeah, I just felt that that was, that was one match too many. Um, and, you know, just at that point, Everyone just wanted the final. Yeah. Um, it didn't add anything to the show particularly. No. I didn't feel like... Because it just... You know, they did that and then they had another interval. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know whether we needed this. They could have just had an interval. If they wanted to have a break, they could have just had the interval after the little angle. Yeah. Um. So there was that. Yeah. Um. Second... Not my graps. Um, having talked about how much Schadenfreude mean and what a threat they are, mm. um, Ginny was there again tonight. Yeah, Ginny was kind of the other big villain Yeah, on the show, but she did not wrestle. No, she came out, cut a promo. Accompanied Jordan Devlin to the ring. Yeah, called uh, Millie McKenzie a bitch. Suplex bitch. Suplex bitch. Um, which is just, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, and then interfered in the match and then got thrown out by Joel. Yeah. And did not reappear. Yeah. So, first you've got Ginny come out and do a promo that adds absolutely nothing. A promo amounted to 
I don't like you, Jin, um, Millie, and you don't realise but Jordan Devlin is actually going to be the one who wins. That's all, That's what it amounted yeah. to. Jordan Devlin is better than you and he's going to win. So, cool. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, Jordan Devlin could have written that on Twitter. Yeah. And it would have been as effective. Um, and then you kind of compare her actions to the actions of Schadenfreude. And I know she's only one person. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think I feel like it kind of undermines the actions of one of your villains if if they're going, yes, Joel, I'll leave now. Thanks, bye. Yeah, she didn't have to be dragged out. She just left and yeah. didn't reappear. And Jordan Devlin beat Millie yeah. without her help. And and how did we get rid of Schadenfreude later in the show when they were gonna? They had to be kind of carried and chased out by men with chairs. Yeah, they had to be chased out by twice their number, basically. Yeah. Um, so they caused chaos. They were a threat. Ginny, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, and then it kind of almost was undermined later on when Jordan Devlin was in the main event and people were de facto cheering him. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, we're at a point really with Fight Club Pro where there can only be one big set of baddies yeah. at the moment. So everything else with the baddies is going to look second rate. Mm. And Jordan Devlin is like I say, de facto hero when it comes to going up against the other yeah. assholes. There's also, there's a bit for me that and maybe you don't feel as strongly about this, that um, Fight Club Pro are very good at positioning their women as as fighters. We've talked about this before, um, that Minnie McKenzie is, is, she's just a wrestler mm-hmm. at Fight Club Pro. Uh, Valkyrie debuted tonight in the, the the scramble um with five blokes just a wrestler um yep. then you've got Ginny coming in and just going after the 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 main woman there yeah um purely seemingly because she's a woman yeah she's also a woman using gendered insults um because she's a woman yeah i mean as you said i don't feel as strongly about it i don't I don't jump to that when I think about it, but there is definitely when if you go back and listen to I can't remember what episode it was where Ginny sort of did show up for the first time. I had my real questions about whether she fits in with Fight mm-hmm. Club Pro, and if you're coming in and all you're you're not mixing it up with anybody else, yeah. and you're just you're only going after the other regular female wrestler then you're not really... That's not really in the spirit of Fight Club Pro. No. I, w- I want to see Ginny come in and deal out a bit of a beating to Scotty Davis. Yeah. Deal out a bit into MK McKinnon. Um, because at the moment, Millie McKenzie spent the last 18 months mixing it with those lads. Yep. Ginny's not even on her level in, in the Fight Club Pro universe. No. Ginny's done fuck all... Um, She's got no claim there. And in fact, the the Jordan Devlin Millie McKenzie feud is in leagues more interesting than the Ginny Millie McKenzie feud. Because Jordan Devlin and Millie McKenzie are, are almost equals. Um whereas as I say, Ginny has has done fuck all. Yeah. Um she's interfered in a couple of matches. Um 
and been thrown out by a referee and gone with her tail between her legs. Yeah. And it's just it's just not working, lads. Let's not working. let's yeah, take a step back, have another look at it. Yeah. Uh let's talk about one more thing then. Okay. Um let's talk about the final match of the Infinity Tournament. Yeah. It was elimination rules. Yeah, we praised the storytelling. Yeah. Um there was one bit of the storytelling which just didn't make sense. And and it's not Fight Club Pro alone that do this. It's, it's lots of people pretty that much do it. all wrestling. Um but that doesn't excuse it. Yeah. And that's it's a lack of logic internal mechanical logic when it comes to elimination matches. Um it's incredibly frustrating to see people not understanding where the advantage lies when having an opponent beaten in a elimination match or or seeing your opponent nearly beaten and then making that interference to stop them yeah. from getting eliminated i mean there's two levels here um the the first level can be waved away um in the at the beginning of the match uh speedwell mike bailey and jordan devlin did kind of form an alliance yeah because it was them two against the two schadenfreude lads yeah um an alliance quickly forgotten by speedball mike bailey of all people who's supposed to be the baby face yeah i think that's a, you can write that away if you wanted yeah. to in that you know one of them is going to turn on the other one eventually yeah. so don't be the one to sort of turn you back but you get rid of the bigger threats first yeah before yeah. you do that yeah like or at if, least get rid of you, one of the bigger friends well, this is it if you can confer yeah and you can go look we need to get rid of these guys then you yeah. can have that conversation can't always have a conversation in the heat no. of um, the but then match, you've got the next level which there were at least two very visible instances of this yeah. um the first being um jordan devlin having mike bailey beaten was it that way around? No, the first one I think Mike Bailey broke up. Um, Jordan Devlin was pinning somebody, um, and Mike Bailey no, came see, off the top. I think that's the second, but that's with, fine. Well, it doesn't really matter, yeah. does it? Came off the top with with knees um, to the back to yeah. to break up the the pin. Yeah, um, and then the other one which you were mentioning, yeah, which was Jordan Devlin had Mike Bailey in a submission move, um, right in the middle of the ring. Yep. Mike Bailey was nowhere near the ropes. Mark Davis steps in the ring, even like watches them as if to say, "Oh, what shall like, I do?" What it's like it? watching them, watching the referee, yeah, and then just punches Jordan Devlin in the face to break it up, yeah. And it's like, I think it really undermines any intelligence that the wrestlers are supposed to have. Yeah, it it, it takes you out of the match a bit because it it's so illogical. Yeah. That it's just like, no, I mean, we're all pretending here that this is a real fight. Yeah. But nobody would do that. No. In a real fight. No. In a real fight, you'd just sit back and wait for, like, Jordan Devlin to, to tap out Speedwell Mike Bailey. And then the minute he's tapped him out, you attack Jordan Devlin. Yeah. I mean, they're better. Like, if you're going to do that, there better be a reason for you to do it. Like, mm. If you were gonna like go, if he was, if say he had that Devlin's got Bailey in the submission move, and Davis is like, do you know what? I want to be the one who beats him. So he knocks yeah. Devlin on his ass and gets straight on top of Bailey to try and tap him out. Yeah, 
And then you did. could have Devlin like pissed off at that and go and yeah. then break it up. Conversely, and whilst it is, it would be stupid in terms of like it would be the wor- the wrong decision to make if you want to win the match. Like sometimes the characters of the wrestlers are illogical and irrational, and they you know they don't make decisions based on anything but their egos and and that. But at the same time, particularly with the Schadenfreude guys, they're supposed to be quite calculating. Yeah. And they're supposed to be, like, just by any means necessary getting things done. Yeah. So why wouldn't they want Mike Mike Bailey and Jordan Devlin to beat the shit out of each other? Yeah, and then pick up the, like, the ruins. If anything, they could have dropped out of the ring and just let them two go at it. Yeah. Like, would have made some sense. Yeah. Especially if, if they were willing to fight each other rather than go after davis and fletcher just let them to beat each other up bit nitpicky it is it is nitpicky but no but it it is nitpicky but it is something that i've seen often enough in those elimination matches yeah that like it it does just defy the logic like they should be doing what they need to do to win the match and part of that will mean you have to allow some of your opponents to pick up falls yeah where like so say Mike Bailey had been tapped out by Jordan Devlin in that instance. Hmm. Well, then Davis is, has to be straight on top of Devlin. Yeah. Like, don't give Devlin a, a moment. Yeah. Like, to the point where, like, as soon as Mike Bailey taps, you grab a choke on yeah. Devlin while he's still got Bailey in the hold. And then you've got him eliminated as well. I think the the thing for me that makes it more of an issue than than it should be it's it's kind of a compliment in a way is that i really get the feeling that the guys who run fight club pro get wrestling Mm. and they know wrestling they're not just people who've seen stuff that works on wwe and copy it in in their um their own promotion um and that's that's what kind of makes it like they they should know this shit yeah do you know what I mean? And whether it's like not telling the talent, like specifically, don't do this or what, I don't know. But you know, as I say, just nitpicky little things. Um, because again, really good show. It was a really good show. Yeah, yeah it was a really fun show. Um, we've renewed our season tickets mm-hmm. for next year mm-hmm. um, because I can pretty be pretty sure that f- we're we're gonna get some top class craps yeah you know definitely um i'd advise you if you've not got down to fight Club pro yet there can't be anyone listening to this who's not been to fight Club pro yet surely idiots um get down there um we met some people tonight um yeah. i had a chat with simon so yeah um chat with shauna yeah uh, shauna in the halloween spirit uh dressed as a sexy bat yeah complete with chest wig um, which I quite like. She she asked us what we'd came as, and then answered for us that we we came as sexy podcasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then we can't help it. We're dressed yeah. like that all the time. Yeah, we saw um, Warren as well. Warren, who who came as uh, Attack Twenty Four Seven Champion Warren. Yep. Um, and uh, saw junior podcaster Joe Averton. Yeah. Um, who was I don't know what he he looked a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, bless him. He looked great. Well, he, what was he dressed as? He was dressed as Santos. Yeah, who is a human beanbag of a man, isn't he? Remember? <laughs> we can't say that anymore. We're we not allowed to say him. that anymore. No, we upset him. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, I, I really like him, but 
that was what we said about him before. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fun show, all in all. Yeah. Um, so it's late now. It's one forty-seven. Um, I've had a message from my housemate from upstairs telling me to let the cats in through the back door. Yeah. Um, so I'll be dealing with that once we're off air. Um, let's get on our Facebook page and tell me what you think about that particular tidbit. <laughs> uh, and until next time, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the hills that we climbed were the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun of the world that we need, we're just starfish on the beach.